I'm Sarona Volta, and I'm excited to bring you Hype Women, the podcast. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for joining me on the show. We're talking to Sadna Sahai and Laura Thomas. They're the creators of the podcast, The F Word. Just to let everyone know, this is a very spontaneous recording, which started with a very passionate exchange over Instagram this morning. Sadna suggested that we should do this podcast today. And I said, yeah, let's do it now. And Laura, you were keen. And so you just jumped on board straight from bed. I think we're all in our daytime pajamas. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I'm lying in bed while I do this. It's Saturday. So when, this, when we finally put this out, so you know, it's, it's Saturday morning. And we just kind of woke up and thought, yeah, this is a cool conversation to have. Thanks, ladies, for getting this going. It's a good start to my Saturday. Best start to the Saturday. I'm so excited to just jump into conversations that matter to us again. It's been a while because we're in the lockdown and we've had a lot of time to think about what's real. Thanks for engaging online with us. Just to let everyone know, you guys are based in South Africa, so you are experiencing a lockdown. We're in quarantine. And how is that treating you? What has it been like? Well, at the moment, I think the country's quite divided on what is necessary and the why behind why we're doing this for so long. Initially, it was just meant to be five weeks. And the intention was to give health workers um, a chance to actually get their shit together. So when this does spread, which it will, they'll be prepared for it. And now it's been nearly two months and we're still in quarantine and lockdown. So yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling starting to feel frustrated. To be honest, like I have been pretty okay during this time. I've always had like a work from home mentality and structure with my own business. So this isn't too different for me. But yeah, starting to maybe get like a little bit of cabin fever now. Uh, what about you, Sards? Um, I think I have my good days and my bad days. The adjustment's been so real. But yeah, it's given me a lot of time to actually do like the soul thinking, like really consider what, how we can just be in a different way of working. Like I come from a very corporate environment and we're always being told like, you know, you need to be at the office eight to five. And they never even dreamt of the idea of correspondence like this. So I think it's quite amazing that we've been challenged to learn new ways of doing things. Even Laura and I, we are in different cities. So we always try and really make that commute and make it work for each other. But this is like such a beautiful time where we have to actually teach ourselves how to learn while communicate via correspondence. So we're, we're, we're ahead of you guys. We've been doing a remote home office for a while here. But I have to say that although it is accepted in, in many uh, workspaces, it is also still like frowned upon because I think for a lot of employers, like being able to control and actually see how much work is actually getting done. Employers were never really sure, but it's interesting to see that now everyone knows that it's possible. You can actually work from home. Should we maybe talk a little bit about how we got chatty Cathying this morning? That was pretty interesting. It was a good way to wake up. Yeah, so we started talking about the inequalities that exist in the workplace and 
I remember just casual Saturday chats. Just know, casual, casual Saturday, Saturday morning chats. <laughs> this is what feminists do. You know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, yeah, how can I, how can I change the world? And Sadna was, okay, you want to say what you said? I was just kind of like, I've been watching a lot of working moms recently and it obviously just hit home. I'm not a mom yet, or I don't know what the future holds, but the fear of what you challenges come with considering being a mom, it's okay. so real. And it's one of those conversations that we've managed to like pinpoint in the DMs that it's actually a hard conversation to have. Yeah, it is. And I mean, here's the thing, like we're speaking for ourselves because I think all moms are different. There's some moms who are quite happy to stay at home and raise their kids. And there's some moms who need to work to feel more of themselves. But yeah, for purposes of this podcast, we're going to talk about how workplaces can become more inclusive for working women and for working moms specifically. You guys were talking about your experiences and you guys are not even moms yet. We feel the cause in our heart. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. I think as being a woman and also just to like give some practical examples and maybe we can start there. Like Sards and I were just chatting about what we've experienced even as women who don't have children and are not moms. I mean, I remember going into interviews and being straight out asked, are you planning on having kids anytime soon because we don't want someone to fall pregnant like you're at work like we don't have time for that basically in a nutshell which is pretty wild mm -hmm. I don't know what the laws are around that I mean apparently you're not allowed to actually outright ask that yeah some of these companies are cowboys man yeah, we talk a lot about culture and I think if your company culture is, is like that, if you're in an interview and you hear a question like that, like, I don't know, what do you, what do you say? Like, actually, I'm not obliged to tell you. If you're a woman who desperately needs a job and sometimes you can't be sure whether you're going to fall pregnant or not, I think for a lot of women, it kind of forces you to sort of hide, like no one knows for sure. You can say yes, you can say no. Who's going to say yes, even? <laughs> I know once I, I got asked in sort of like a very friendly way, so what about family planning? <laughs> and I just thought like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I already have a kid. But just to be, you feel kind of pressured and cornered to respond. But really, that, that's nobody's business. I'm going to say something a little bit unpopular here, but I'm going to say it anyway, because this is our vibe on the F word. And that is that like, we need to be objective about these things as well, right? So I want to look at both sides of the coin. And I know as a small business owner, and just so you know, I only hire women. That's my contribution. My team is 100% women. Yeah. That, and then they're moms as well. So we cater for that. But I know like as a small business owner that not having a team member and having to pay their maternity leave is really stressful and something that you actually do need to plan for. Some of us can't afford it, actually. Some of us as a company can't afford to pay maternity and not have output in terms of work. So... How do you get around that? And how do we take into consideration people that are, are trying to make a living, provide people with jobs, but still also want to be fair? That's a good point. But, you know, it obviously like brings in the women's rights versus the employer's right to earn money. And in a legal perspective, I think the rights of the woman needs to be taken into account as well. If you're looking at three months, surely even as a small business, 
you can plan towards that. I mean, it's three months in South Africa. I think as well, like this is where the conversation needs to be changed or the mindset needs to be adapted such that if this was the norm, that it is what you have to do without having to stress about it. If government was able to also be on board and and subsidizing this, then surely this would make the work culture a lot more inclusive for women. And there could be opportunities or possibilities for those moms to even work from home. Yeah, again, I think it's a conversation as well as I personally like working. I don't think that I'd be able to sit at home and do nothing. Well, not nothing, but as a new mom, just be a mom. I think it's important to still stay stimulated. But to have the confidence and security to be able to say, listen, can we come to an agreement where I like to half day work or I just want to be, I need to be at home with my child, but I also want to contribute and work and to actually have that conversation. And maybe it's more about having the safety and the space to be able to actually be honest about what you're capable of and what you're willing to do and on both ends. It is somewhat like this in South Africa. I mean, in, in Germany, that women can come back on a part-time or half day or four hours, five hours a day. But that's Yeah, no, I just think it's interesting because we started off talking about the interview process and how sometimes those work red flags are there. If a company kind of puts you on that left foot from the out from the first step, one, do we even want to like I think it's important to have that confidence in yourself to be like, well, what's your work culture around moms? Like, that's the kind of talks that we as women need to like step up and have from the beginning. Because there's that fear where we already feel like nobody's looking for a part-time employee or someone who's going to have to prioritize their new life over my business, which is kind of like the awkward question in the room when they're hiring women of a certain age, right? It's just like, I think from the beginning, it comes down to that confidence that we have because work culture is important. And by having these conversations, maybe we're enforcing that inclusion or them to actually just start thinking on a different line. Because I know you said earlier to me, Sarona, in our chats, you're like, the thing is, we need to have these conversations in order for them to be, like, be a bit more brave in order for them to know. Because we can't just listen to the man's world and they yeah. think they know what women want but we have to kind of be having the talks to tell them what we want. I mean, it's our responsibility as well to be able to actually ask the right questions and what are the questions that we should be asking. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe this is something that we can explore a little bit more and to actually put up on our website to just say, what are the questions that you should be asking when you're in an interview? Like, what is your culture around moms in your office? It's like a really good one, Sards. Write that down. Yeah, for sure. We could go into like so many different directions here into um, like the wage gap as well. In terms of being a woman in the workplace, just being a woman, never mind a mom, people ask you, what was your previous salary, for example? And I have a friend of mine that was on the, on the hunt for a new job and they asked her that question. She said, I'm actually not going to answer that because it perpetuates a trend of underpaying women. And uh, I don't think it's actually legal to ask that as well. I always get asked that. I never get asked that. 
So like, what was your previous, like, what are you currently earning? Is that not part of the... I've never told people that. And you also, I don't think you're legally obliged. I'm happy to be corrected here, but I'm pretty sure you're not legally obliged to provide your last paycheck for this very reason. And I always encourage people when they ask me for advice to your salary expectations are based on what you feel you're worth, not based on what somebody else thought you were worth in your last job. I guess, yes, that is kind of how they word it though. What's your salary expectation? But I find when you go via a recruiter, like the companies themselves won't be like, so what you earning? I think it's the recruiters who are like, tell us what your current salary is and your expected salary. So they know the game park that they can fall in. But we're so getting sidetracked by money right now. <laughs> it's just, I think women in the workplace, it's just, you can't help but kind of address the pay gap it definitely intertwines i mean like i think as well what is interesting that you guys are addressing is like just this conversation a lot of times i think in workspaces women tend to have these conversations amongst themselves instead of like actually having it out in the open and I've, I've often like experienced things where women would talk amongst themselves and this is a clear sign that the work culture needs to be a bit more open and accessible for women's topics or the things that they feel that are important to them that may not necessarily be of value to the men in the office. And when women feel comfortable enough to bring these topics to the table, for instance, if if you could just say, hey, listen, as you said, like, you can't ask me that question in the interview. I think that already allows that particular woman to own her boundaries and like no okay like I'm not gonna expose that to you because it's actually none of your business it's not it's not the premise on which I'm applying for this job there also needs to be a line of professionalism as well to say how do we respond to these in a way that's professional and not emotional and I know saying the word emotional is a very charged one with women calling women emotional but I really mean it in a way that this is a workplace we need to act professionally and we need to ask the correct questions and answer the correct and and answer in a way that is professional as well so I do think there needs to be a line and I think women haven't really been taught to how to behave in the workplace either because we're not expected to be in the workplace as much as men so I think that's another conversation as well when you say women need to be taught like what do you mean by that because do they have to sort of conform to like a masculine environment or no absolutely no absolutely not but i think that we need to and i'm not saying that we get taught by a man i'm just yeah. saying that we need to be able to have the skills yes to be able to negotiate things in a way that gets us what we want 100 percent. yeah i agree with you. so i'm not saying conform at all but negotiation when it comes to business is something that a skill that you need And a lot of women don't feel like they have negotiating power because they don't know how to negotiate. They don't know that they actually can. Yes, because I think it also ties into the fact that as women, we're socialized into like you take what you get. You don't don't fight for what you want. You don't ask. So which brings me back to what are we asking for in terms of inclusion? I know when I had a young working experience, I had been, my job role had changed significantly and I was going for that annual conversation. And this is just one way that I can identify that we 
that we could like at that age I really could have used the guidance of the, these skills so I went into this conversation and I had prepped myself mentally I was like you know what you're doing you know what you bring to the table you need like double your paycheck right now because you're yeah. going from junior to running shit and I went in there and it was so intimidating because first of all they were like these three guys <laughs> and little me and they were like, we're happy with your performance. You're doing great overall. They give you some pros and cons. And they're like, we're going to give you two grand increase. It's like a 2K increase. I was like, and I knew that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stood there and I was like, thank you for this opportunity. And then I bounced because I was so scared. Like, what am I supposed to say? Hey, give me more money. I didn't know the professional way to negotiate my worth or what my worth was. Yeah. And I just had three people telling me, yeah. this is This is what you're worth. Two grand more. They were like, do you have like anything to add? And I was like, no, that's good. But, but would you have sad. changed it? Would you have changed that? Like looking back? Absolutely. If I look back now, I would have gone in and been like, that's not the number I actually had in mind. Like mm -hmm. now that I know how to like kind of communicate what I'm feeling more about, like what a, the conversation should be, I wouldn't be like a fight or an emotional, like, oh, you guys are doing me wrong here. Yeah. I would just kind of be like, the truth is, if I didn't step up in this manner, you would have to hire someone to do that. And no one is going to be hired to do it on 2K. So give me that opportunity and that value. Like, pay it back to me. I'm putting yeah. in the work. I think we also have to give people the opportunity to be able to have those conversations. So you just said, cool, and then went on with it and actually went along with it, even though you weren't uncomfortable. And then those men didn't know that there's actually a boundary to this. So they were like, oh, cool. She accepted that. So now the next person that comes along, we know that we can just continue doing this. It's important yeah. that we set boundaries and give people the opportunity to respond to them because we sometimes don't even give people the opportunity to respond to our boundaries because we haven't expressed them. I mean, yeah, we, all the girls in the office, and so we were quite close and we went in knowing what we were going to do. <laughs> We've been working hard. And when we came back, they also gave you this line, like, don't discuss this. <laughs> and you go back and you all just want to talk about it because we're girls and <laughs> we like love each other. And my friend and I, we just kind of like, no, I caved. I didn't. <laughs> we both took the exact same deal. That was the funny part. It was ridiculous. I could teach them or two in negotiations. It's so interesting because like I learned most of my negotiation skills from men. And I was always told that you ask for the higher than what you're expecting and be prepared to negotiate down. Yeah, like have a number in your head of what you're happy to, uh, to settle on. But you always start high. Yeah. You always start ridiculously high. So then your actual number in your head sounds really sensible to them. But it's like negotiating one-on-one, man. And again, it's something that with experience, perhaps we know because we've had experience in it. For someone going into the workplace, they don't have those skills. And where can we provide these kind of skills to people? What are the resources out there for us to be able to provide to people on this podcast to say, if you want to know more about this, go here? Or but do I we need to hold a masterclass series for this? I think, yeah, a masterclass series sounds like a good idea. You guys are speaking from a South African perspective. I think for a lot of women here, I think 
we recognize this need and yes not everyone is as confident about their barmaid positions but i think for those women who do recognize it then it's just a matter of actually getting your voice out there and, and having those conversations on platforms where men who are able to implement this kind of change are now aware and they realize, okay, so this would actually make my company better, my work culture more inclusive and more productive because I've been in situations where I've seen a lot of working moms who work a six-hour shift and do a full-time job in six hours for me if you ask me like working moms are the most they're the best project managers because they know how to manage many things at one time and they do it in a short space of time so i think it's also getting women to recognize that they should have this confidence that they do have value basically a lot of women tend to forget that they have this value yeah i mean it sounds like we have a big job to do like an awareness job of just letting people know that this is an okay topic to have there are questions that you are able to ask in an interview that you're actually legally like supported by the big thing that we were speaking about is being a mom as well or as a woman if you want to have a baby the fact that it's already an obstacle in your way, that needs to be something that people need to talk about. So just because I am a female and I potentially may get pregnant one day, it doesn't really mean that I'm less of an employee because on the same spectrum, you don't get pregnant isolatedly in most cases. partner involved, you know what I mean? And he's on the same light. His career does not get affected by the fact that that's what you're doing in your personal capacity. It's just like, that's kind of the, the awkward turtle around moms and women and working right now. What would you like to see being done in workspaces for working moms, if potentially if you guys became moms? Personally, I really like the way my company enforces it currently where I'm at. They have a very family-orientated policy where when you decide how many months before and after you're taking and then they cover i think your uif and 50 percent of your salary that's three months possibly and then you come back if you'd like on um, the next three months on a half-term basis or full-time so that's your option which is great also they don't have daycare as such but they don't hesitate for families like you can bring your child to work if you can get your work done yeah. which is just like a load off your shoulders i think yeah i would like to see more of that actually yeah go tbwa okay well i think that we have a lot of actionable items that we can definitely follow up on and i think there needs to be a follow-up to this and we have some research to do in terms of law number one and then yeah just talking about the negotiating skills and what you're allowed to ask be asked and things like that are, are really important. So I think there's definitely a follow-up to this. This is obviously a very spontaneous chat. So we're just talking about stuff that's on our mind, which is what this is all about. Perhaps if you're listening to this and you have any questions of your own, you can pop in through in the DMs and we can try and figure it out for you. Let us know what the tailored conversation is that we need to get deeper into. Is it be becoming a mom, your legal rights, or just how your company includes this 
thing in your life, which is very big and we need to talk about it. The thing is our babies. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hi guys. Thank you for joining me this morning, uh, Sadna and Laura. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we will definitely do a follow-up. Right. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, you know what to do. Tell your best friends, your mom's neighbor, or the lady on the bus. Tell your boss and the trolls of the internet. Until next time, like, share, and subscribe.